free from GP Brand Tut Tommy B Broadcasting live on your frequency Giving you updates on these Georgia streets These are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3 RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546 Follow us on iTunes Give us a 5 star Follow us on SoundCloud GP3 Homies from the Block And now, here's Ran, Tut and Tommy B GP3 Homies from the Block Hey, what's up y'all? It's uh, number sixty-one, man. Sixty-one, man. You can't, you know, that was a that was a historic number in baseball for years before uh, before, <laughs> the, before the steroid boys get joined, man. <laughs> what was the what was historic? That was um, by sixty-one. That was the um, the number that uh, a guy by the name of Roger Maris. Okay. He broke Babe Ruth's record at sixty-one. Sixty-one home runs. Damn, you and, were into baseball, man. Until. Um, Sosa and McGuire and the, and the Roy boys okay. came in and, you know, they demolished it, you know, 70 and 80 home runs in a season, man. <laughs> and their heads grew by the size of watermelons. I mean, you know. Yeah, who was the first? Bonds, maybe? Or you saw the steroids effect? Th- you know, it was Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre, okay. He was the yeah. first one. And he, yeah. you know, he got out the game as soon as the trail was getting hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and Sosa. St. Louis, right? Yeah, St. Louis. And yeah. so uh, he, he did admit he took the stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they saw it on his locker. Yeah, is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive, man. He at one point he was a hitting instructor for the, um, you know, for the Cardinals. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, but uh, so what's up, man? GP three uh, round sixty one. We uh, we still doing our thing. That's uh, right. Slowly making our way the the little engine that could toward one hundred, man. We are still right. pushing it. We're pushing hard, man. So we're... I'll tell him this week, man. You've been doing it for the last few few weeks, so. Um, and and I'll let you fill in the blanks, but you know we're JP three. That's um, right. You know Ran. That's um, me. Tommy B. Uh, I am Tommy B. And and uh, Emeriti, Emeritus, Tut. Uh, we those are the three original members. We all graduated from Grove Park Elementary School, uh, circa nineteen seventy three. Seventy seven, man. I'm sorry. Seventy three, dude. I was in the third. <laughs> in the third grade, man. Seventy seven. I was bright, but I wasn't brilliant. Man. I know, you man. Nineteen seventy seven. And, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, we, we and, and I like the way you said you have a um, elevator speech, but, I, you know, our appeal is to who, who, who do you I say mean, basically now? what we are is um, we're, we're three baby boomers. Mm-hmm. OK, who are last par- year. Of the That's baby right. Boomers. And we're, we're parents, too. So we have millennials and Gen X, Gen Y's, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, so <laughs> we are, you know, if you go to our site, mm-hmm. you know, we're a hub. Yep, castropolis.net. That's right. We are a hub of conversation, whether it's about race, politics, culture, sports, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we share our perspective. And our perspective not only deals with us being baby boomers and perspectives that our parents might have imparted upon us, but also the perspectives of some of the younger people we, we associate with, whether it's our kids or their friends or coworkers, et cetera. That's true. That's right. And so, you know, we just feel like sharing it. You know, this is... Imagine, you know, you, you come by and you see a bunch of guys sitting in the garage in lawn chairs talking. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and that's us. That's us. That's us. 
Hey man, um, I'm gonna jump right into it. Um, this is a, like, can I do something real light, man? Edition. Yeah, can I, I do something. I, I want to do something light, man. All right. Yeah. Today, today is a light. great. Today is a great day in our mm-hmm. culture. Today, is today is the birthday of Mahalia Jackson. Wow. All right now, Tam, Tommy. Yeah, man. You will love this because <laughs> you are one of the original Funketeers. Uh, okay. No. Today is How William does... Bootsy Collins' birthday. Oh man. That's my boy. All right. So all you guys out there who, who got the, who got all the Bootsy albums, you know, I, I you know, um, uh, I got the Munches for Your Love, uh, Bootzilla. Uh, all the name is Bootsy. All the name is Bootsy. You, yeah, you know, boy. he was. You know, people don't realize he was 18 years old when he was with James Brown. Yeah, amazing man. And then you know he he and George the space Clinton, space. Yeah, he and, and his brother Catfish. Yep. And you know he and uh, Bernie Worrell and and, and uh, Clinton mm-hmm. redefined funk music in the seventies. Yeah, man. You know, so Bootsy, you know the mother, yeah. you know Baby Bubble, you know Happy Birthday <laughs> to you. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, I I'm just, sorry, I just man. Remember, no, sorry, man. No, 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 dude. Keep it light, man. I mean, you know, Bootsy, man. It, it, I, that, all I can say is it was like the formidable years, and and his his whole thing, man. Even even I think. Uh, rap um, pioneers need to be uh, pay homage to uh, to Bootsy for the West for, Coast rappers. His were the, vibe, the West Coast rappers know? were the first ones that really jumped on the parlor. Yeah. When you talk yeah, about man. the guys on the in the Bay Area and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, um, Bootsy. Hang on, man. Here comes Lawnmower. Okay. <laughs> Not joking. This dude's cutting grass. I know, man. Maybe. We're in a man cave. That's so. right. We, we keep it real. The neighbors. We're yeah. in the hood. We're we, in the we're not, we're not in a, quote, studio. <laughs> we're in the cave. Okay. But, Go you know, ahead, Bootsy was like the uh, our our base version of, of, um, of Hendrix. Yeah, he was. You know, yeah. imagine if him and Hendrix were in a band together. And I think from what I know, from what I'd heard, they, they, they had done some stuff together because... If if I'm not mistaken, um, Hendrix had been doing some stuff with the Isleys. Right, that's, people don't realize Isleys and Little Richard. That's where he got to start. Yeah, and um, I think Bootsy had done some stuff. If if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because they are from Ohio. Yeah. That, that area, that Ohio. They area. all knew each other. Right. So, so they all ran into you know they somehow they had some. Now I, I saw CBS yeah. Sunday Morning a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and they had the Isley Brothers on there, and they had um, was it Ernie Isley? The, yeah. The one yeah, who plays the, plays the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. He said that Hendrix used to spend the night with them. Wow. And yeah. Hendrix would, would stay up all night showing him stuff. Yeah. So when you listen to an Isley Brothers album, yeah. a song when he does the guitar solo, yeah. that's the little Hendrix you hear. Summer Breeze. That's right. That's right. Keep <laughs> all, right. It. all right, man. Let's... All right, man. All right. But I digress. Okay. Speaking of all the greats, man, Chubby Checker, man. We lost him this week. I thought it was Fats Domino. Oh, was it Fats Domino? Yeah, yeah Fats I'm sorry. Domino. Fats Domino. Why did I say Chubby Checker up there? Domino. Uh, Domino, I was thinking, Chubby's already gone, though, right? I don't know. That's the a good Chubby, question, brother. I don't know. I have to Google that before the show's over. But but uh, Fats Domino uh, passed away. He was uh, from Dom- you know from New Orleans. He was eighty nine. Eighty nine years old. Uh, he was popular, of course, fifties uh, and sixties. He was the best selling uh, black musician in America. You know, um, PBS has a documentary called American Masters. That's the series of it. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the, the subjects. Okay. And um, they talked about the influence that he had. Okay. It was it was amazing how a lot of the, um, the, the musicians out of the New Orleans area and also in the Southeast, mm-hmm. even Little Richard, guys yeah. like that, yeah. Fast Domino influenced them. And in, in the Beatles, mm-hmm. the yeah. Beatles, Beatles say uh, he and, and um, Chuck Berry were probably the most influential guys in addition to uh, the blues guys. Yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a really good article. Um, it's it's interesting because um, Fats 
remained in New Orleans, even through Katrina. Right. They had to yeah. rescue him. He was in the attic. Yeah. I remember you even during the storm. Right. He stayed. Yeah, he stayed. And, um, you know, it, 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 you know, I think he passed away. Even past his death. I mean, to his death, uh, he passed away in New Orleans. But um, the only uh, artist who actually outsold him in his heyday was Elvis. Right. Was the only one. Uh, also, Robert Guillaume uh, Benson. Uh, dead. Also, eighty nine. Man, play wow. play that number, as, as as my my folks used to say. That's right. Play, play that number. Play that number. Uh, dead prostate cancer. Uh, he'd been ill for a while, man. From what I from what I'd heard, mm-hmm. uh, he'd had multiple strokes. Oh wow. Um, and uh, he was in ill health and really had had pulled back on performing quite a bit. Yo, tell people why this brother's so important, man. Who Robert Gill? Yeah, tell him. Tell him. You know, I. I how can you tell? I, you know more. You got something. Okay, man. All right, Robert Guillaume, um, he started in the soap in the show Soap. Okay, as, yeah. a, as the butler. Yep. But and then they transitioned that to a TV show for him. Mm-hmm. He was the, like the first black lead of a show that had a predominantly white cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was a he was one of the first black men who was a strong black man. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. the James Evans of, of of Good Times. Yeah. He wasn't mm-hmm. like you know Red Fox. He wasn't he wasn't that type of comedic guy. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that basically said, "Y'all white folks, y'all, y'all, y'all. Yeah. Even though he was a butler, he wasn't really like. The servant. He wasn't a buffoon. <laughs> he, no, he was. He was like Jeffrey and the Fresh Prince. Right. I kind of run the family. Right. Because yeah. I think in the latter part of the show, yeah. uh, when the show was going off, yeah, he was running for governor. Yeah. And they left it. They left it as a, like a cliffhanger. Yeah. 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 And so, wow. but also too, uh, he was one of the first. I mean, he got a, he got a couple Tonys. Yeah. And uh, he was yeah. one of the first blacks. I forgot in one of the famous Broadway shows to take the show over. He, he did. He did uh, Phantom okay. of the Opera. Yeah, he did Phantom of the uh-huh. Opera, and um, he was also, I mean, he was doing a lot of the black sitcoms even before. Right. Uh, you, you'll see him if you look at some of the Good Time reruns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a uh, recurring character. Was he the, not Ned the Wino, but he played um, kind of a, a, you know, one of those kind of characters. Right. Um, and, and, you know. Very so, talented, brother. Very talented, man, and diverse, um, you know, he'll be missed. He'll Precise, be missed. Man. Yeah, man. Um, just real quick, man. Colin Kaepernick has a new million-dollar book deal. From, yeah. from what we've heard, have you heard much about that? I just, I've just heard the headlines, yeah, man. You yeah. know, it's, it's a it's a good book deal. Um, I heard some people, you know, um, talk about it. It's going to be interesting for him to share his voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because yeah. so many others have chimed in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do hear that if you go to his website, uh, he's been very uh, judicious in terms of how he's how he has given money to uh, specific organizations, nonprofits and stuff. That's true. Yeah. And so more power to the brother. Yeah, absolutely. Got to, you know, give him, give him his, uh, and his, when I, I did hear that, the, shout on that, that, the, that the money will be donated. The oh, really? Money. Yeah. Wow. I didn't I know. I mean, that. this brother, I mean, you know, yeah. you got to understand this brother is, is more woke than people give him credit for. Yeah. I mean, part of, uh, from what I'd heard, because, you know, of course he was raised by white White by white family, right, right, right. So, um, you know, part of that is is going to be uh, kind of taken on in the book, uh, and 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 honestly, it, it also talks about why his family encouraged him to seek out and and, and focus on you know discovering who he truly is, right. So, you know, it, it I got to give you know you know that's that's yeah. I have to give his family a lot of credit for that because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of 
families when they adopt a kid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they are very apprehensive, their own insecurities. Yeah, especially you're talking about a white family adopting a black kid. Right. And, uh, you know, unlike, uh, what was the show, Webster. <laughs> <laughs> reality. <laughs> In reality. Or, or Facts of Life, right? Facts of Life. Yeah. Uh, Sam Jackson, ma'am, is offering an online acting course for 90 bucks. Uh, Go ahead, Sam. Downloadable. Get your money, baby. And um, opportunity to connect with him. But now, it's cool, man, because he's offering it. Uh, it's online, so uh, you know it's a get people what the they masses. want, man. Yeah, get absolutely. People, you know, is he gonna do the line from uh, from um, the two lines I like from in when it? he's on the witness stand? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I killed him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot that. Uh, time to <laughs> oh, kill. Time to hell. kill. Yeah, that one and 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 Pulp Fiction, and I will strike thee when he did the, oh, the Bible verse. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, uh, he's, he's got to he's got to show his motivation. Hope he doesn't do snakes on the plane. Oh no 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 I'm snakes! <laughs> I love Sam though, no, man. I but really you know, do, I heard man. that he. I think he's the best. He and Morgan. He's the best, man. He and Morgan Freeman right yeah. now are the all time box office champs for actors. Wow, you serious? Because yeah, they've done so many right, movies. Right. Man. He he and Morgan Freeman are like wow. t- Morgan is number one. Sam is either number two or number three. You know, if you consider how many how many freaking presidents, well, Sam didn't play presidents; he played crackheads. But, do it, Gator! Come on, Gator! Gator. <laughs> but uh, Morgan Freeman always played a president, man. Forever, my a god. Yeah, that's true. God of the president. Right. Forever from the electric company. Now the question is, is, is <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm old school. People from people from electric company. And uh, hey, hey, you remember that's when Larry yeah. Fishburne was on that show before what? he became Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, he was a little kid. That's right. That's, that's right. That's true, man. But um, yeah, man. What else the question is, uh, is Tyler Perry going to get in on this and, you know, have a class, how, how, to, how to be a transvestite for $90 online class? <laughs> $90. <laughs> $90. How do we address? Yeah. Mary J. Blige, man, her ex wants 30000 more for spousal support, which is interesting. He, he's now getting thirty five. Uh, he wants 65000 a month uh, for spousal support. I ain't going to, no comment. No comment? <laughs> depending, depending on who's listening <laughs> you know I don't want to sound like the way people talk about the NFL yeah. players saying that they're spoiled when it comes to this flag thing right yeah I don't know quite honestly what aspect he played in her career yeah 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 okay yeah. so I can't really comment on well, that well he's claiming he was man, I, I don't even man, he's claiming he was manager but, right right but it's, it's just I, I don't know they don't have any kids together right so I really don't know what his role was. I yeah. mean, I heard manager, husband. But they don't have any kids together. So I, I, I don't know what lifestyle he's trying uh, to. 65000 a month? Now, the question is, how much of her career For is how it? long? How much of So he's 18? <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean, the question I have is, the question I have no, is, how much, how, much of his, how much did he contribute to her success in her, her career? 65000 a month? For how long? Brother, I don't know, bro. I mean, you know, I'm. Damn. I'm I'm just I'm, that, I'm stunned by the number, brother. You know, if you can get the money, more power to him. But I don't know. If, I, don't, I am stunned by sixty five thousand a month. So a 60, need for so, sixty five thousand. So now I can I, I I get that if you. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. So sixty five. I don't get it by somebody 10, giving it to you. It's six hundred and fifty thousand dollars in ten months. So you add another hundred and thirty thousand to that. So that's about seven hundred eighty. Basically three quarter oh three quarters of a million dollars he wants. Yeah. A year. Crazy. I don't. I don't. I'll leave it at that, though, man. 
Mary, that must you can some, can you imagine women? That must have been some good stuff. Can you can you imagine women in a in a beauty salon talking about that? Oh, uh, hell no! It's, it's coming out <laughs> miles a minute. Is he hell. is he there yet? Yeah. <laughs> um, Millennial shared uh, an article. Great in the article, New York man. Times, and and I just had to mention it. I mean, last minute, Charday. Uh, and and the interesting thing that they, they were talking about uh, this tattoo parlor. right in New York in New York they get more requests for her for Charday than than any other artist and and they got a review on Yelp where somebody complained and said what the hell I could I can I can get it I can understand if this were like a, what is it a nail salon right or um, what do they call it or a plastic surgeon but in a in a uh, tattoo parlor. I want my man to be calm. Exploded. I want my man to be calm yeah, with the needle. Calm. So <laughs> I don't want him listening to um yeah. to uh you know Killer Mike or somebody like that, man. You yeah. know, I, I want my brother to have a steady hand. That's no, true. No DMX. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but but the the thing that that I um, that really the article starts there, but it goes into how she has had an impact on style and and just overall. I just remember eighty four is when she came out. I was I was just really getting in, into the game. On the entertainment side, and um, just amazing, man. I mean, Charday to this day, you don't really. If you think, if, if somebody were to say, "What are your top artists right now?" You probably wouldn't mention her. But if somebody said her name, you'd say, "Oh hell yeah, how could I forget Charday?" Well, I, I, well, know? she she is my she is my favorite female artist. Yeah. So I've seen yeah. her on multiple times. Um, yeah, I've seen her. And I've seen her Excellent band. Show. And I've seen her band, uh, Sweetback. Sweetback. I've yeah. seen them a couple times too. They also produced Maxwell. Right. Yeah. So um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a big Charday fan, and I, and I used to always tell people that I said she is more of a song stylist than a mm-hmm. than a sing. Whitney yeah. Houston had the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Charday yeah. had to, Charday had a certain sultry style. Yeah. And she had a band that was just so tight because uh. I didn't realize it that you know she used to be the stylist for Spandau Ballet. Uh, I didn't know that. Wow. And she went to now school. I see it. Though. She went to school with those guys. She went to art school. Wow. I see it though. Yeah. Because Spandau Ballet, man, that true. Yeah, yeah, she That's she she was a part of the you know she she was not credited on the album, but she yeah. was a part of that. Wow, now I get it. I didn't know that. All right, man. All right, let's uh, take a look. Uh, you got any movies? Anything coming out? Anything? Um, well, we, you know? we well you know Boo has done well. Yeah, Boo Two was number one. Yeah, Boo's done well. Um, yeah. You know, I just wish um, all our, all our people out there go to the. Go to the um, movie theater. Don't buy it on bootleg because you know we too we, late. Because you know we <laughs> always late. we always complain about the type of movies we yeah, get. Yeah, you know we need to support Marshall. We need to support movies like uh, the ones that Tyler Perry has. We need to support documentaries because the more of those movies we have out there about yeah. our experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they don't they don't do that to white folks. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if we only just go see the boo type of movies, yeah, it impacts those other movies. Like the best man, I agree. love Jones. It, so it allows need, us to greenlight other similar projects, right? So, yeah. so please go out there and you know, like for example, I'm not a big TP fan. Okay, okay. When I go to the movie, I will buy a ticket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will buy it because I want to support him. But you know what, man? I will watch the family that prays, no matter when it comes on TV. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just want to see um, what Sinai Latham. Oh man. Go go across that bar. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh yeah. That scene? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. But um, but you know he he has his hits. I'm more probably on the 
I like more of his dramas, man. His dramas. I now, like Temptation. Da- Daddy's Little Girl was da- one of my yeah, favorite the ones. The dramas are good. I like right, the dramas, right. man. The, I don't like him when he doing. He tries to do the Alex Cross thing. That to me, I, I have a nah, hard time. No, I don't. And I think that's over. Yeah, they're not gonna do him with. They're not gonna. They're not gonna include him in that anymore. But right. hey, man, he is. He's got a, a really good. By the way, and I'm trying to think of the name of the movie with Taraji P Henson. It's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Okay, good. And he's got a that's coming out. Um, I think right around first let me retract first the couple sta- of months. Let me, of let me retract the statement. I said I said I'm not yeah. a big TP fan. I put it like this. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Medea series. Yeah, yeah, okay, and, and of the franchise. But yeah. his his dramas, I'm I like those. And yeah. and I watch some of his TV shows yeah. from time to time. You know, yeah. I was a House of Pain. Yeah, uh, I like that one. I mean, uh, but again. Um, I want to support as many of these cats as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it, it's like that whole play circuit. You either love it or you hate it. Right. And Medea was part of that. Right. And that's what that's what got him where he right. was. Right. I mean, I, I've know? been to a couple of those plays, man. I mean, you know, uh, Shelley Garrett and... Beauty <laughs> <laughs> shot. Uh, yeah, How Do I Love a Black Man? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and those types of things. But hey, man, um, there's a yeah, show... Um, um, I've watched, man, and I hope some of the, the uh, listeners watch. It's on BET on Thursday night. Robin Thede, man. What is it? Robin Thede. The rundown with Robin Thede. Robin is a um, uh, sister that used to be on the nightly show. Oh, okay. And okay. she has her own comedy thing. She's my wife's twin. So if you see Robin Thede, <laughs> you look basically looking at my wife. <laughs> okay. And so she does a lot of... She does a lot of commentary, political commentary, and that type of stuff. Okay. And she okay. has this one unique segment. It's pretty cool, um, particularly if you guys are into music. It's called Pop Up Concerts. Ah, uh, okay. So I've she, seen so I've she, you know, she'll have a concert in a bodega. Wow. You know, stuff okay. like that. Okay. So and she's on what, she, what? What? She's on Thursday nights, and she's on BET. Okay. So it comes on, I think, at ten o'clock, something like that. Ah, so, you know what? I, I I've seen the promos for that. Yeah, yeah. it's not a bad show. It's I'll, not a bad. I'll if check it if out. you're familiar with like uh, Full Frontal with mm-hmm. Samantha, yeah, it's Robbins, but she's doing the black version. I mean, for example, uh, yeah. she really went in on that that restaurant in Long Beach that was selling Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know? that's crazy. And the, the lady, the lady started crying on camera. That was funny as hell. Oh yeah, 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 really. Popeyes is a good chicken, though, man. Hey, man, I know you. I know you got some insight. You got ah, me out with this opposition research, man. Clinton camp, DNC helped uh, the Trump dossier. dossier. Okay, dossier. that's true. That's that's probably true. Uh, but Fusion it, GPS was the company. Mm-hmm. They hired him. Fusion GPS really was responsible for pulling all that stuff together. Am I right? Right. Okay. So, what what's your thoughts? What are your well, thoughts? Well, you know, funding is one thing. That means motive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But the question is the facts. Yeah. Within the dossier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which many of them right now they're undisputable. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the Republicans or whoever the opposition to the DNC in Clinton, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to really focus on the funding. Yeah. The yeah. funding aspect of it. Yeah. But I think what you need to do is say, okay, I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm gonna put that in my brain yeah. as a mental check, saying yeah. yes. Yeah. It could have some impact, yeah. but if you're not re- refuting the facts, mm-hmm. then the funding issue to me it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because here's the thing, and, and I hope you agree with me. On no, that I idea. agree. I agree. I, because here's the thing, um, you know, and I, I really had to think about it after listening and kind of bouncing around the news networks yesterday. And, 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 and y'all, Tommy does this. I mean, he really bounces around these news. Networks. All of them. Check them out. But uh, but here's what I heard, and that really made sense. First and foremost, they all do it. You know, 
Both sides do it. Right. One. And the biggest difference in this situation is they really didn't do what Trump 45 and his team are being accused of. And which that's is, going to a hostile foreign nation. Which to is get borderline treason. Right. Breaking the law. They're, they're getting information the same way any uh, company can't, or can't, business yeah. would get information. They were just doing background It's like research. scandal. It is. <laughs> it is. Just like hiring, what's Olivia your name, Pope. Olivia Pope. Yeah. So basically they hired Olivia Pope to find out about the opposition. Right. And He likes and, doing golden showers. Yeah, okay. That's his thing, you with know? That, with that said, it's just about whether or not it's true. Now, Hillary uh, is saying that she knew nothing about it, which, which quite, you know, honestly, based on the fact that there's a, how, how do you say it? Deniability. Plausible. Plausible. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, the question you know, is, though. They keep you at bay. The question is, though. If, so maybe she was just distanced for a reason. So far, I have not seen any evidence that she actually utilized any of that information. Okay. Personally, she said no, something. She didn't. So that. Why would you buy it and not use it? Right. So yeah. from your point, from which your statement, excuse me, mm-hmm. I can kind of. I, I I can lean in the direction. Yeah, she probably didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And she's a political oper- operator, mm-hmm. operative. So yeah. she would, she has enough barriers, walls set up around yeah. her for yeah. a plausible deniability. Yeah. But again, it's not like Trump who, uh, and I'll talk about this if you don't mind. No, uh, go ahead. About Trump and his WikiLeaks. Yeah. The campaign was a hundred and something days long, right? Mm-hmm. Trump spoke about WikiLeaks 135 times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so now as they're building this trail. Which WikiLeaks is is hostile. Right. And, so and illegal. So <laughs> you know. So 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 since we're on this thing right here, I'm, I'm gonna at, say it right quick. At least the guy was a Brit who's a friendly. Right. Is uh, an M- ally. MI6, right. Yeah, MI6. MI6 which okay. is basically CIA. Yeah, CIA. So if you guys haven't heard, Julian Assange has said the Trump digital team approached him for Clinton's emails, Mm -hmm. but he rejected that approach. That's what he says, okay? Being the good guy he is. Okay. So what what they're saying is, how is this different is that because he said this, it now sets up a case for intent. Mm -hmm. And that's what a, that's a big issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that also, too, what they're saying is that the statements from the Trump camp Mm have not been strong denials of this. Okay. So that is a red flag right there if you if you're, you know, keeping score. Yeah. yeah. So but your point is this is like breaking the law from what they did. Mm-hmm. They crossed the line, but again, it's all about intent right now and as as there's as more smoke is showing, yeah, yeah. yeah. We will find out is there really fire behind well, this. Well, the only problem I have with this uh is is it gives 45 his which which he's the master his base he is the Oz he is the you know he is no pay no attention to the man behind the curtain um, he's good at throwing that first punch he is but he's also just it gives him a reason to send down send people down another rabbit trail right which now they're starting to talk about which I'm not going to go into detail because there's so many rabbit trails about the uh, the Russian uh, uranium sale ten years ago. Oh, yeah. Or multiple years ago, and now, now that now the Repubs also too want to open up some hearings about Lynch. Yeah, it, it's it's it, just stupid. It, it, it now now it becomes with 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 that done, it does kind of flip open a Pandora's box of let's take this shit anywhere. 
And that that's what bothers me about it. And and, and here's what I'm going to say, Rand. And the the uh, the line needs to be right now. Let's wait for Mueller. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and, and, and the, I, that's the line, and that's and that's what. Let's wait for Mueller. <laughs> and I and, and what I want to caution people about yeah. is the fact is that Mueller's going to reveal what the facts say. Yeah, not what you want them to. Because he's say. seen all this, right? He's he, he and knows, and he's about getting deeper this. and deeper. Because right now, uh, as I was listening on the way over here to the man cave. Mm-hmm. Um, that the Manafort mon- money laundering thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. getting big. Yeah. And they're saying that is some leverage right now. They said that Manafort is now becoming much more receptive mm-hmm. in working with Mueller. Yeah. And that Rance Priebus wants to go back in again. Wow. And he's chomping at the bit to interview again. Wow. So there are some things that are occurring. We just don't know mm-hmm. okay. what they are. But... Well, can I use that? My line is, let's wait for Mueller. <laughs> That's the most accurate and poignant line of the day when it comes to that right there. Let's wait for Mueller. What, what, let's see what the facts say. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Real quick, uh, a couple of things on the Trump train. Um, two Republicans, man, Bob Corker and Jeff Flake are just kamikaze. It is the kamikaze mission. Well, you know, the thing is, though, I kind of, I, I took a step back and first I used to say, oh, man, these guys are doing, these guys are brave. Da, da. I said, this is a punk-ass move. Yeah, because they already, they're not coming Not back. only that, but also what it does is that you and I are black men, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We come from an environment, someone call you out, you say, say it to my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These guys are saying, okay, I'm going to call you out as I'm running down the street. <laughs> but you know what, man? That's and the, the, twi- the Twitter. Right. That's Twitter the, bomb. Right. And and then what's <laughs> happening is if neither one of them is basically stepping up saying, you know what, Mr. Mm-hmm. Trump, President yeah. President 45, yeah. I'm going to run. Yeah. And I'm going to run across this state. And I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. If I lose, I lose. But I'm going down swinging. I'm not going to go down in a way that I'm just going to punk out. Yeah. And so now what they're doing is these guys are now turning the party over to to 45 and Bannon. This is Bannon's wildest dreams, man. Yeah, because yeah, because they're going to plug in people. Right. To to, to <laughs> fill in those positions. And, and so yeah. if if you if you think. Oh yeah. Thanks for leaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the door hit you. Can you can I can I help you move right now? I got some boxes <laughs> from the grocery store. You know. It's funny. And interesting yesterday, I guess, you know, sound oh, bites as, as he's getting on the plane, on the uh, helicopter, uh, standing ovations when they were asking about um, the whole vibe. Oh, yeah. In the Republican Party. Oh, things are great. I, I saw a bunch of standing, standing ovations. You've never seen a dude. Republican dude. unity is at a 10. This... You this talk, dude is like the he beating himself. He's, he's beating himself in a way, man. I mean, he's giving himself the ultimate all right. Bro. But you know the the thing the thing ran. Here's the thing, and I think people need to pay <coughs> excuse me pay attention to this. Okay, as I grab some water. Go ahead. But um, I think people need to pay attention to one thing when it comes down to how Forty Five addresses the press. Okay, if you know. In a lot of cases, the things that are positive, it is quote unquote I. Right. When it's not going so well. Is them or Obama. <laughs> and and but but you don't hear we. No. You don't hear we. You really don't, bro. 
Can can we do that? Like between now, let's have a drinking game. Okay. Count the number of times he says I. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, me. I or me. I or me. Any personal pronoun. Right. Any personal and pronoun. And then when it's bad. Thank you, Miss Floyd. I remember that. <laughs> when it's bad. Them, they, he. And then there's never we. I just don't hear we. And most presidents, if you listen to a lot of the speeches from the past, I think people always, they will always review it as our country, we, as a nation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I don't, th- and, and that's the thing that It's probably, an imperial presidency, It man. scares me. It's imperial. It man. really does, because when I listen to the speeches, I'm like, why are you saying I so much? This really is not, it's not about, and, and that's why I think you have Corker and Flake and, and, and yeah, I know, of course, they run it, <laughs> you know, but uh, running away from. But then, but then you get McCain, you know, and then you've got, because I think deep down inside, they know it's about, these guys might be quote unquote patriots. It's power. They might man. truly be patriots. This is power, man. This is power because what they're yeah. doing is they're separating policy from personality. Mm-hmm. And we need and we need to start re- remembering that. Cork, what's the, what's Cork and Flake the, have voted with this guy over ninety something percent of the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they they showed that. Right. So this is this is about power. What the Republicans are basically saying is when they had the little um, luncheon. Yeah. Look, we're gonna have these little skirmishes. McConnell said, "I really don't give a shit about those skirmishes." It's a food fight. Yeah, but. <laughs> What we're trying to do is put our agenda through. Yeah. Just, I mean, just like, you know, like right now you're talking about the budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's what we're going to do now. Yeah. We'll, he's nothing but a vessel for us right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but but your point is well documented. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he has he has he degraded the position? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, is, is he a degrading type of person? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Does he have empathy? No. Well, here's here's what I'm going to say, Rand, and, and you, I know you feel differently, okay? As a quote-unquote independent, okay, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a percentage of the country, okay, who want the greater good. I would agree with that. To be served, okay? Correct. There's a, there's a percentage of the country that don't give a good damn about the greater good. It's me and mine. That's right. And I'm party line... My party, right or wrong? Do or die. But I think the people who are for the greater good might be terrified of this whole thing. I would be. I am. I mean, I think I'm, I'm kind of in that greater good where you want to say, look, okay, if you could show us. I don't know why you say I would be think different. Though. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying I, I agree with you, man, because yeah, what I, cause, yeah. cause I'm, I'm a person of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm seeing is the same stuff from Mussolini. The yeah. same stuff from Hitler. Yeah. How how our Congress, our elected officials, mm-hmm. are are passively sitting on their hands, yeah. watching this happen. Yeah. Where people are saying, "Like, do you see this shit I'm seeing?" <laughs> <laughs> because it is. I mean, ultimately, shit, man, it's the greater good. We got kids. You got the future, right? You know. So you have to ask yourself because in a lot of cases, it's it's just like. You know, the whole argument about old men sending your kids to war, sending, right. sending young men to war. Poor young right. kids to war. When when these guys who are running the country are in their 70s, 60s, I mean, what, 70s, 80s or, or right, approaching, right. you know, they're they're done. You know what I'm saying? Outside of their grandkids. They're they, they building an essay. Right. So my point is, it's like, you know, when 
I pay, I'm paying close attention to those pronouns. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, the other thing is he's attacked 21% of the Republican senators, 40, 45 has. Um, on another note, um, opioids, uh, the opioid, opioid epidemic uh, is now a public health emergency, not crisis. Well, I was listening to NPR on the way over here. Yeah. And they said that a lot of that Which, is... A lot kudos of that, to NPR, man. Yeah, a lot of this Because NPR keeps it real. A lot of this is smoke and mirrors from what they're saying. Yeah. Because it's not going to really change funding. Yeah. It's not going to really change a lot. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's more symbolic. Yeah. Um, remember that in this new budget, they have cut something like $400 million worth of um, addiction mm-hmm. services. Mm-hmm. So with opioids, yeah. which is, you know, um, you know, so it... This may this is what this is a nice way to put a check mark, mm-hmm. but like many of the proclamations, there's nothing yeah, really behind there's, it. There's no meat to it, right? But but I will say, man, it's a real epidemic. If you are even when it comes down to hiring, you know, um, it's amazing. And and I don't know if have you ever dealt with people who are addicted? Yeah. And and I ran. I've I've had people in my family who have been addicted to painkillers. And and actually, you know, it's the patch, the patches where you know you right. have fentanyl and all this stuff yeah. coming off of that, you could just tell it. You could see it. You could see it in people's faces. Yeah, yeah, it's real. And, and it is um, crippling, even when people are making an attempt to come off of it. So it is a real issue. Um, I hope they don't make this like the political football, because a lot of people are impacted by it. And you know we'll we'll see how it goes, but it's going to be interesting because um, not a crisis, in the in so. the um, counties that I we, think it's a crisis. It's a crisis in, in a lot of these small right. towns. Yeah, particularly in yeah. the rural areas. Oh yeah, big and, time. And 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 the, and the thing is though, this is one of these crises where that they can step up to the plate because yeah. remember these drugs, the vast majority of them are prescription. Well, you know um, the DEA. And a lot of the uh, drugstores, the well, drugstores, they got them up, uh, pain clinics and stuff. They they are they're having. Did you see those take sixty backs? minutes? Have you seen them? They're doing these take backs. Mm-mm. It's like the gun buyback program, okay. where you can stop by the drugstore. So my Walgreens and drop off my pills and drop off your pills. Drop off these pills. Okay, if I'm addicted, well, I'm gonna drop a, a gun. Is a gun. A, people, people are not addicted to guns. There's a there's a viral video of this lady saying, "I see what y'all doing. I see what y'all doing." Because she's like, "You gonna you gonna let me walk up?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, the, and, and the DEA agent is, mm-hmm. gonna, is gonna step out from behind the shadows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah. leave it at that. It's not funny, but uh, hey, man, do you care about McConnell versus Bannon at all? Do you care? Does it matter? Doesn't matter to me. You know, I mean, I mean, Mitch, these, Mitch McConnell. I mean, these these guys and Bannon are, calling these, each other out, going back and forth. They call each other out all they want to. The, the question is, um, which candidates are going to go in, and who and who's going to have the majority? Yeah. Who who's going to who's going at the end of the day? Who's going to have the vote majority? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bannon right now is running the new Tea Party. Mm, okay. I mean, the Republicans haven't really recovered from the Tea Party of last. Uh, so now this is a new version of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and Trump basically is leading that wing of the Republican Party. Okay, and uh, and so that's where the fight is. Yeah, it's, yeah. the fight is who's going to control the Republican Party. Yeah, which is um, you know it's going to be interesting, man. This is damn. Get the I know, man. Why don't these guys do uh, the dozens, man? Maybe have, have as we say, have a joning contest or something like that. Have, you, you know, know, I'm just thinking. Arm you know, wrestle it, Trump man. has gotten in the wrestling ring. Maybe they should. Vince McMahon could Vince could McMahon, hype it up, man. Get him involved. Rand, what you got, man? 
Man, you know, um, I got a couple things, man. You know, I was, I was, you know, one thing that really got me going, man, was uh, the recent shooting at Grambling, man. God, crazy. Man, you know, um, a guy count, a guy comes on campus. Okay, was, a guy it, was comes it somebody up, from off campus? Yeah. What okay. happened was um, uh, one of the students, one of his buddies, who who's not a student that came on campus to visit him. Mm-hmm. Another guy was with them, and somehow a fight ensued, and so uh, one guy shot two. Two people from grandma, two mm. two men. One was a student, and one was a friend of the student. Right, right. I mean, man, this is the type of stuff we 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 got to we got to learn how to resolve our conflicts without escalating it to a point of violence. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know what the fight was about, but the a fact, girl probably it, it, drugs, girl. You know, one of the two. You know, I mean, heck, I just heard about the North Carolina basketball player broke his hand because he was playing Y two K basketball, you know, and <laughs> punched his hand in the wall. He's a starting oh point God. guard, man. So oh you know, that's God. a that's another thing, man. So I, my hearts and prayers goes out to the to, Absolutely, to the Grambling family. Absolutely. You know, this is their, their homecoming weekend, man. Wow, and it's my homecoming weekend. Oh, okay, good job, we'll go man. That. I go had ahead. mine last week, man. It wasn't, you know, we're not, no, it is. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know, yeah. so. Um, <laughs> Hey, um, this is Breast Cancer Month, right? Yeah, yeah man. And so I want to give the names of five breast cancer organizations that are really helping women. Okay. And you please know, do because they because women are forty percent. Black women are forty percent more likely to get breast cancer. It's amazing. And, and the and the type of breast cancer they get is a much more intense version mm-hmm. than our white. Yeah. So you know, hey, um, if, you, if you know anyone with breast cancer. Um, Hey, here's some organizations that can possibly help that deal with women of color. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one is Sisters Network, Inc. The next one is the African-American Breast Cancer Alliance, the Black Women's Health Imperative. I'm very familiar with that. And they can Google these, right? They can Google these. Okay. Uh, Sisters by Choice, uh, called SBC, mm-hmm. and the Smith Center for Healing and the Arts. Again, these are organizations. Sisters by Choice, um, Atlanta? I'm not were sure. Because I've heard... I've, they might, you know, it, yeah. it might be, bro. I, okay. I really don't no, know. No, but go ahead. This is cool. And this so, is good. so you know, these are some organizations that, you know, again, um, unfortunately, somebody we will know will probably go through this. Mm-hmm. My mother, my mother died of breast cancer. I didn't know that, man. Yeah, yeah. She had, uh, you know, uh, removal, and um, you know, she had gotten older in life, and which a lot of women, um, when they become older, mm-hmm. um, you know, late seventies, eighties. Um, refused to do the, the mastectomy. Uh, the, well, they refused to do the chemo. Because yeah, when you get a certain age, the chemo, the quality of life debilitating, just, man. It's, it destroys. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and, and I hate to say it, but it, it's it became a situation where it was better to um, to just live and get as many days in as you could versus deal with chemo. Well, because every day you live is a blessing, bro. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I didn't know that, man. I yeah, man. That, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I remember your mom, man. She was always she was always nice to us, man. The Kool-Aid mom. That's Come right, on down. man. That's right, man. Make um, that Kool-Aid. Bill Cosby's trying to take out a $30 million loan to pay his legal fees. Oh, man. Bill is hurting right now. What? Bill is hurting. Wow. The legal fees, man. You know what, man? I'm telling you what's serious. What's happening now is with these with Harvey Weinstein. It's now opening up a can of worms. You, yeah, have you heard the number of allegations that are just popping up? Just, so if you yeah. are a man, I'm not going to say a white guy, <laughs> but if you are a man, man who's had questionable, questionable behavior with women, yeah, yeah. Uh, you better lower you up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, man. But Cosby is still oh, dealing yeah. with it. Yeah, he's got a... He I had, know it's yeah appeal time. 
Right. He got to get in. He's gotten a whole legal team. Jeez. So thirty million dollars, man. He's trying to. And, and right now, no one is. Damn. No one is taking it up, man. He's trying to get hard cash, man. How old is he now? Bill is probably late seventies, early eighties, man. Yeah, I, I I don't see. Well, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. Okay. That's. Uh, that's I mean, considering all the stuff that it can't be when 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 everything's in the news as well, it's probably a little bit more, even more, you know, because he's that kind of comedian who's always been in touch with right current events right. and everything that's going on. So it's probably even more debilitating to right. his 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 shit his his uh, psychiatric health. Right, right, right. You know, he's lost. He, he's uh, he's uh, almost legally blind now. Yeah, I mean, it it this this is stress on another level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, you know, wow, wow. Um, let's see what else. Um, you see what happened with corn pops? <laughs> What's up with corn pops? Okay, not the corn pops. Corn pops. Okay, all right. Let me let me take <laughs> take a look. So this Wait is this is, as long as you don't mess with Captain Crunch. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me take a step. Damn, so, don't mess with corn so pops. So this is man. the year of racially insensitive <laughs> ads. Oh, no. So we're gonna start in April with the whole Shea Moisture thing. Oh, you know, a, 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 pro, a product that was originally designed oh. for black women, and they, they put it on white women. Uh. Then, earlier this month, guess what we had? Was that Dove? We had Dove. The, the transfer, Yeah, the transformation. The coming off. Yeah. From black woman to white woman. Mm-hmm. Okay? Transformer. Oh, now, Not Corn, corn Pox had a little cereal cartoon. And on the cartoon, it had all these little Corn Pops doing things like playing on a skateboard, etc., playing around. But then they had a brown corn pop. And guess what he was doing? What was he doing? He was the janitor. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was the janitor. Where did, where did, uh, what was the cartoon? Was it like it was on Cartoon a, Network? No, or? no, it wasn't a cartoon. It was like a drawing artwork. The artwork. Oh, my God. And so it was in an ad. It was an ad. What do you, they don't even make brown yeah, that's, that's called a burnt. That's how I call a burnt one. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a bad corn pop. Oh wow! Damn, why do you mess with black folk, man? Wow, wow. Why even do that? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 um, so one guy. Uh, we was, got it hard enough. Yeah. So, you know? so basically, um, <laughs> somebody called him out. Uh, I think it was an Indian guy. He says, he says, what type of message is it? Yeah. Why, why, why the Sad. brown one got to be cleaning up? Yeah. You know, um, trying you know, to trying to just you know. Having that impact on our kids, man. Right. That's why you got you. You know, even paying. You got to pay attention to the cartoons. You got to pay attention to. I know, man. You got to pay attention to the commercials between the cartoons. It's just, man, maddening, man. Oh yeah. Because oh, people, yeah. I think you know, Rand. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna let it go because you know we can go on and on. But I think history. People are forgetting history again. You know what I mean. And in a lot of cases, it's odd that a lot of the stuff we're seeing, a lot of the insensitivity, it's insensitivity we've already been through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, it, it's all, it, it makes you think that whoever did that ad is from another planet. Right. Or either they, and you know, again, maybe they're too young to remember. Right. And that could be the case. Right, right. So um, that's why you got to keep some, you know, some, some baby boomers around. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just eliminate all the baby boomers, right. y'all. So yeah, there's a recent poll that came out by the Pew, the Sony NPR, about discrimination, how people see discrimination. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Uh, African Americans, 92% of them said they have felt discrimination. Okay? Mm-hmm. 92%. 92%. 92%. And what was interesting is most, when they broke it down by um, environment, urban versus suburban, mm-hmm. the higher numbers were in the suburban environment. Yeah. Dude, I mean, 
You remember you and I were having the conversation yeah. about the urban versus right. rural? Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. So Very real. And so this is interesting right here. Whites, 50% of whites say they, um, they th- th- about discrimination. Mm-hmm. But when they ask them, say, have you ever actually had been discriminated? Mm-hmm. Less than 10%. Mm-hmm. So basically, over 50% of whites say they felt they've been discriminated. Mm-hmm. But only 10% really said, I have been discriminated. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's kind of funny. So, so Kendall B and I were at this rally the other day, man. <laughs> you know, you know, brother. I'm, Playing I'm, around? Yeah, you know, brother, I, I, I'm getting, you know, I, I made a, I'm, I'm, I made it. You effort. celebrating your other heritage a little too hard. Yeah, brother, brother. <laughs> now, what rally was it? Man? It was, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a rally, man. We, we yeah. were dealing with some young voters and stuff like that, and okay, and it, it was kind of interesting, man. One of the young voters uh, at this rally spoke, and they were talking about the candidates for mayor. Oh, I want to okay. ask you about that. Go ahead. Okay. And so um, they were talking to candidates for mayor, and this young brother said, I got all your accomplishments that you guys have listed. I don't have your names beside them. Okay? If I pass this around, which he did, I asked people to vote. Most of the people said, hey, they wouldn't vote for anyone on this sheet of paper. Mm. Because when you listen to the accomplishments, yeah. it's nothing. It Compared is. to the issues what this city is facing. Yeah, yeah. You know, saying you open up parks. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a tactical thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what are you really doing about mm-hmm. you know, the, the you know, the economy, the crime. The crime, right. Yeah. And so and so I thought that was kinda interesting. Then then we got into this conversation about um it really asked, I had to ask myself this question. When you and I were born in 1964, mm-hmm. the world, particularly in the South, had total contempt for our existence. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a black, as a black man. Well, you had, yeah, you had yeah. a okay. significant number of folks. Right. And now, when you look at kids today, the young black men that are born, mm-hmm. the, has the contempt changed? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you, well, brother. You know, here's the thing. I mean, you know, public enemy. Um, that whole concept. Remember the born suspect mm-hmm. concept. I don't think that's completely gone away. Yeah, and 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 that's unfortunate because it's almost like you know you're guilty until proven innocent. Right. And and I think in in many cases, man, it's unfortunate that uh, people are being judged, uh, quote unquote, the book by their cover, and you are forced to prove yourself and which really puts a lot of pressure and people talk about high blood pressure, stress, right. PTSD. And that has a lot to do with it because you got to go into a situation and disprove. And, and that's why I think in a lot of cases I'm all for, you know, I'm all for people expressing themselves the way they want to express themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Cause I, you know, we grew up, you know, you had froze, you had a lot of things that people that we did as young people that, you know, our you know, our, our uh, parents and, you know, um, the elders didn't approve of. But I think that, that there, there's some, um, how, do, how do you say it? Uh, there's some trends that have been counterproductive, okay? Mm-hmm. And I won't go into it because I'll sound like that generationalist. No, but, no, but, but, but But there's just some, I won't go into it but there, because I know that when I was growing up, there were some things that the elders didn't approve of. But what I will say is, that when there's some trends that exist that make it difficult for everybody, 
if, the, if there are things you want to do for yourself that, that, that have a negative impact on how people see you, that's your choice, okay? But when there, there are things that you might do that have, or a group, or there's a consistency because it's quote-unquote hip to do, that has a negative impact on how everybody has access, um, then I think we got to think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's all I ask. Uh, I'm cool, man. I'm all about self-expression. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, but, but I think right now it's a pivotal time. And the reason I say it's a pivotal time, Rand, is because, <clears throat> you know, when, when you've got, you know, people, I got into a conversation the other day with somebody. This who, is good, brother. This no, is what, I'm, this I, what I want to do, but, man. We, but, this is the type of conversations yeah, I think yeah. we need to have, man. Dr. King made a had a quote one time, and, it, yeah. and I'm a kind of paraphrase because you, you bring up interesting point. Yeah. He says, all progress is precarious, mm-hmm. and the solution to one problem basically brings us to face to face with another problem. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And 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 there's there's a um, what were we talking about? We were talking about the Gold Star family, right? And um, the respect thing, right? You know, and 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 one of the things somebody said, well, why do you think, or even with um, the the congresswoman, Congressman Wilson, yeah, um, they said, why do you? Th- why is it that they're holding him? And the person said at a quote unquote unfair standard, and and don't don't go into it. But but here's what I said to them: I said, you guys forget the birtherism deal. You've forgotten that. We haven't, and nobody should forget that because be like the Jews. It was you cannot forget that That's because right. the road that he took African Americans down with that birtherism argument was a road that quite frankly this scorch has has laid the groundwork for how he's perceived and for a lot of people it will never be forgotten and even the way it quote unquote ended people will never forget that. that's right so it's like well in a, in a nutshell they don't like you <laughs> <laughs> it's like I always I always say this and, and I'm having the conversations with you know with some of my white friends and they say, Well, you know, why don't why don't black people care about Trump? Because they don't like him. Yeah. They genuinely just it's don't dumb. like him. Right. right. And, 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 and and so you gotta ask, well, how much can get done when people really and truly don't like you? Then, then that's where we have to decide. Okay, what's in the best interest for the greater good? Does that make sense? Right, right, and and because they don't like you. That's right. <laughs> but because, it's like, why yeah. you, so why am I at the party? Why am I at the party? Sit over in the corner, and nobody wants to dance. And get with no me. action. And get no action. Because <laughs> yeah. the girls don't like you. Right. Because why, because where where this originally came they from? They don't like uh, you. Because I was when I was talking when I was talking to to, to these millennials. And Let's stuff. get a side made. They don't like you. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. And man. so. Because one of the questions I have been grappling with, I mean, I got a, many questions. One is yeah. race relations versus racism. Yeah. You know, you know, to me, that's because I think race relations has gotten better. Yeah. But I think it has stalled. Yeah. But I think racism now has become more intense with the roadblocks and barriers that have been put up through institutions. Well, you know, Rand, such, such you're, a, you're absolutely right. Such yeah, as right. 
yeah. voter suppression, mm-hmm. such as the poverty, the, the 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 wealth gap. I think, I think you know, for most of us, they just did a study with HUD, a yeah. housing study, yeah. where they had people go in to try to rent these apartments, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And they do that all the time to test for, for housing discrimination. Mm-hmm. What they found out is that when they interviewed the, the, the people of color who were denied, mm-hmm. they experienced racism, but what they were saying was the person was nice about it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so the race relations has gotten better, yeah. but the racism is still there and it's more intense now. Well, you know what? Here's, and, and again, what makes it intense is leadership. And unless leadership is willing to help resolve and acknowledge, then it's going to get intense. It's going to right. be more intense. Right. So, so again, I go back to somebody asking me, well, why did it go down like that in the car? And, and why after um, uh, the uh, Gold Star right. wife, why was she so upset? And, and why does that kind of permeate the African-American community? They don't like you. That's right. And and it's not, and quite frankly, and and, and I'm going to leave it at this because I, I do have something um, on my little list. Yeah. But but I do want to say this. Um, I think, man, Ram, it's a situation where, um, it, it you know, when you look at the different examples, like the Central Park Five, mm-hmm. um, when you look at the housing discrimination issue that goes back. There's a li- there's a, he has, when, he has, he has a trail. Right. And, and and what happens, though, Rand, is you've got multiple generations who have examples. And unless probably there's a come to Jesus kind of. Even George Wallace had to come to Jesus. Yes. I mean, you're talking about the most arch staunch yeah. racist of a generation. At some point, he had to reconcile with the fact that, you know what, I was wrong. Yeah. And and, and maybe, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because I have I have talks with, you know, I got friends of all men, of all, you know, backgrounds, cultures, you know, and and we have that kind of conversation. It's just like, man, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had to have a conversation with, the other day about to a white person saying how to be an ally. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and they looked at me and they said, no. I said, first of all, you got to listen. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> Third of all, don't be apologizing. Yeah. Second of all, don't apologize. Yeah. And third of all, you need to fight among your own. Don't come to me. Well, you know, it's it's the whole, you know, when I tell people it's solidarity. Right. It's like, you know, there's there's a level of solidarity that you have to have and and you know, you're right. Allies, but but you know, you also have to understand the word quote unquote solidarity. Solidarity goes across a lot of different struggles. So when people say, hey, are you for me or against me? You know, Eminem. That's right. So what you got, bro? Hey, man, um, you know, had an opportunity to talk to uh, Lee Lewis. Uh, He's the co-founder of um, IamBlackBusiness.com. And it it speaks to a lot of what we're saying here. Mm -hmm. Because when when we talk about, you know, issues in in communities, um, you know, and, and, and where do you go in the future? How do you, you know, basically uh, support and grow your families and grow opportunity? A lot of that is economic. So these guys have a website, um, IamBlackBusiness.com. They also launched an app, which you can go on, you know, you can get the app on iOS platform or Droid platform. And you can search businesses throughout the country, uh, you know, based on category that are owned and operated black 
black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And I applaud them. Uh, and I, I, I launched, man, now it's on Castropolis. Well, it'll be on castropolis.net by the time this podcast airs. But it is available. Um, you Need to Know Podcast, which, you know, we all, you know, are, are, are providing content to the network. And uh, the You Need to Know Podcast is basically, basically a, uh, focused on black businesses and, and black entrepreneurship. And uh, had a chance to talk to him. And, and I'm going to play a little bit of it. I'm, I'm going to just kind of give you some insight. And, uh, and let me see if I can make sure that this don't play, Rand. It's going to play, right. man. You always got it under control, baby. Um, right. We find that, you know, your value is very important. And as a, a black, you know, millennial or a black entrepreneur or even a black consumer, it's very important that we solidify and validate our value. And a lot of times we see ourselves as being pure consumers, right? Mm-hmm. We, we buy and we buy from um, companies who don't necessarily have our best interests at heart. And so one of the primary reasons at this point is just to make sure that as black, um, you know, consumers and even black, black business owners, we articulate our value, you know, and we make sure that um, for the folks that have the small businesses who we know, who we interact with, who we could communicate with, that we know them, right? And when we support them, we're helping them, you know, support their families, put their, fa- put their kids through school, um, you know, pursue their dreams. And there's just something special about doing business with someone that, you know, knows you, that you respect, and ultimately you have a personal relationship with. Yep. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I applaud Lee and, and his, his partners, man. He's a, a Morehouse grad, a tech grad uh, from Chicago. Okay, shout out. And he uh, he and his crew, I mean, they're really... Uh, they're based here in Atlanta? They're based here. Based cool. here in the ATL. And, and you know, you got to do that, man. And I call it the age of 45, you know, where we really build... We need to be building opportunities for each other. Uh, and we need to, you know, make sure that, that there's a connection and, and there's a network. I mean, I think um, the... the I don't want to say it. The, the age of buffoonery, <laughs> you know, we got to get beyond that and start building. And start, you know, creating creating wealth, create more wealth. Yeah, man, I, 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 I applaud he and all the other entrepreneurs out there that are doing this stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, because I think they see it. I mean, you know, when you think about it, uh, in our communities we have, we're so disjointed. We don't own a lot in our we, we don't, we, anymore, You man. know, we don't have any assets, man. Even the businesses are, you know. Our ass, I mean, you know, our... You know, I was interesting. I was again with these millennials. Yeah. And when I sat there and I was listening to them, I found out that most of the women have assets. Mm-hmm. Most of the gays have assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most of the men don't. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where, you know, uh, these guys have come together uh, with a tech background. I mean, I, I mean, like as, as technology as technology background. Um, and and they're, they're getting cre- the word out. They are. They're, they're getting cre- the word they're, out. They're creating opportunities. So and there's some other ones out there that I'm yeah. I'm very familiar with. But I'm real happy that you you were able to uh, hook up with this young man. And I I hope all our listeners will go to the podcast and and to hear more and to go visit his website and you yep. know yeah absolutely. Hey man, so um, let's close this thing out. But I will say, man, shout out to Troy. <laughs> I'll be there this weekend, man. For what it's worth, homecoming. And, okay, uh, man. 
I'll try not to. <laughs> okay, man. Don't get arrested, man. Don't look like don't look like that old man. Look, don't hey. look like that old alum trying to be trying to hang tight, man. Nah, not man. like that movie old school, uh, man. Just no, let it go. We're let going it. streaking. Yeah, let it go. Let it go, man. <laughs> that, that's my the tank. Let it go, man. That's my boy. Just hey, sit. but anyway, man. It, I I, I want to shout out my folks, man. Uh, yeah, it, it's gonna be a fun time. Troy, be, Alabama. Be TSU. Oh yeah, dude. They sent me. I I, I call it four years of exile. <laughs> it's a beautiful campus, but damn, you're in exile. Well, yeah, man. You know, I, I, which is good because yeah. I ain't getting trouble. So I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I couldn't be in the city. Yeah, man. watch out for them old white women. <laughs> what else you got, man? No, man. You know, yeah. I just uh, again want to thank thank our listeners out there, man. And, yeah, yeah, I'm um, big time. Thank you, man, for you know for for putting up with me and stuff, man. Oh, and, uh, man. It's and, all good. And uh, But I really want to thank our listeners. I mean, um, we're, we're trying to put together this network, and Tommy's doing a very diligent job, and I want to, I want to, you know, give credit where credit is due. Uh, and Nick, our super-duper producer. Millennial! Uh, he keeps me definitely on point. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. I, I know when he's not in class. <laughs> that dude. Yeah, that dude can text. And, uh, but he he texts quality stuff. Man. Yes, he does. That Charday article, man. That Charday article, man. So I want yeah, he was born. <laughs> yeah, so I want to again. I want to, you know, thank our listeners for hanging in there with us. And and Tommy, tell them how they can get in contact with us, man. Yeah, man, you can you can uh, go to castropolis.net and and find the podcast. Click the podcast. But our information, um, you can email us at gp3rtt at gmail.com. And I, I would recommend let's start there. GP3. RTT at gmail.com. Would love some feedback uh, from y'all. Just really? shoot us an email. Yeah, I mean, GP3RTT at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Also, go um, on iTunes. And if you have any comments, we'd love a five star review. Uh, we are on iTunes. We're on uh, SoundCloud as well. And also, yeah. too, I w- I'd like to thank our, 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 our guest from last week, Buddha. Buddha! Uh, I heard his show. Transparent, man. What, I, what, I'm I glad heard, he said what he said. I heard yeah. his. I heard his show. Uh, <laughs> you and, uh, saw it. And, uh, hey, Buddha. Yeah. Uh, do you and Larry Reed got this contract where y'all wear tight t-shirts? <laughs> I just. I just want to know, bro. What is that <laughs> I just want to know, bro. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and, uh, but is that some kind of camera that, trick? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> That's why we do podcasts. That's why I'm audio, man. That's right. Oh hell, but, man. Don't but, put me in front. But of back the to what Tommy said earlier. You know, we want you guys to reach out. I mean, even though we do this show we view this as your show and any of the input that you can provide that we can make your show a better show yep uh, we will definitely um, take it under advisement as long as it's legal. <laughs> and uh, again, you know, we want to really thank the people that have been hanging with us for the past 61 episodes. 61 episodes. And also the new the newbies. Yep. And we hope that your time with us uh, will serve as a nice springboard for conversations you have with your friends and colleagues during the week. Yep, yep, absolutely, man, absolutely. But again, you can you can go to uh, GP3, RTT, and the GP3 is, of course, what we call the show. RTT is Rand Tut Tommy right. at gmail.com. And also, you know, we got GP3 another podcast RTT. on the network, you know, Miss Miss Love, right? Yeah, absolutely, Regina. Uh, and, and I'm going to have Regina because, you know, Regina has a hairline, man. She's got... What? Yeah, Regina's, Regina's selling wigs. She's Jamaican or something? <laughs> nah. Selling bean patties? What do you call it? The, nah, she's got... What do you call that hair? That um, Extensions? Nah, the, they call it the the, uh, the special, the, the Remy, all the styles. She's got them all, man. Go to her... Uh, you can go to her... I don't know if she has it, but she will have it on her podcast okay. website. But you can... 
you know, of course, Regina uh, was part um, was on The Voice. That's right. On NBC. Award-winning. So. She was one of the winners. She was one of the winners. Yeah. And she she lasted toward the end. She's like a finalist. Right. So, right. Uh, shout out to Regina and her crew, and uh, you can check them out. Go to Castropolis, C-A-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S dot net, and all the podcasts are going to be there, and the You Need to Know podcast will be up as well. Okay? Rand, appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother, and I'm and I'll thank you. All right, y'all take care. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap, SB the G, graphics, Lady J. Thanks for listening.